Hey guys and welcome back to Paranormal Hotline, the podcast that brings you weekly paranormal stories. My name's Kaylee and I'm joined by Michael. Hello. And this week I've been taking a look into this famous Stanley Hotel. So I wanted to try and take a look at booking a paranormal or haunted hotel myself for Halloween and I couldn't find any proper decent ones in Ireland. So I started looking at like what makes the Stanley Hotel haunted and what the stories were behind it to see if I could find anything similar and I got really sucked into the Stanley Hotel stories. So, I still know nothing about the Stanley Hotel. Yeah, you said you know nothing about the Stanley Hotel, and I'm shocked by that. So I'll get into what actually made it famous, because there is one particular story. I feel like once I say it, you'll know. <laughs> you'll know straight away what the hotel this is. Um, so just to give you a bit of backstory on the hotel. So I'll just give you some backstory on why it was built and all that stuff before we get into any of the paranormal stuff that happens there. So in 1903, the Yankee steam-powered car inventor, Freeman Oscar Stanley, was stricken with tuberculosis so he was diagnosed with tuberculosis and the recommended treatment of the day was fresh dry air with some sunlight and a hearty diet so stanley was the opposite of lockdown yeah pretty much <laughs> so, so stanley decided to move up to the rocky mountains so he and his wife arrived in denver colorado in march and then in june on the recommendation of dr sherman grant boney they moved to a state park colorado for the rest of the summer and stanley's health improved drastically so he was like impressed by the beauty of the valley and he was grateful for his recovery. So he decided to return every year and eventually he decided to construct a hotel on the site. So in 1907, construction began on the Stanley Hotel and it was only 48 rooms at the time, but it was a big hotel. It was like a grand hotel that catered for the- 48 rooms is still a lot. Yeah, but it, it specifically catered for, it, it, there's more rooms now than there was then is what I'm saying. At the time it was only 48 rooms. Oh, okay. It catered for kind of like moderately wealthy urbanites. Like it was kind of like Stanley's social group kind of people. Uh, so they were like pretty well well off people. Not like super rich, but like pretty well off. And upon opening, the hotel was alleged to be one of the few in the world powered entirely by electricity. So it was one of the first places ever powered by electricity. However, the lack of available power induced the installation of auxiliary gas lighting system. So they had these like lamps that were gaslit by a mains system that was going through the hotel. Sorry, all I can think now because of like modern slang is that when you say it was gaslit, it's just him lying to the house constantly. <laughs> He's gaslighting it. So on June 25th, uh, the day after the pipes had been filled, an explosion occurred. So it was one maid that was injured pretty badly. She recovered, but there was bad dam- There was 11 other people who were injured as well, but she specifically was pretty badly injured in it. Um, and it damaged some of the structure of the house, it damaged one of the hotel rooms. So in the 1970s, the Stanley Hotel was experiencing a downward spiral, so there weren't many, many people going to visit it anymore. Um, it didn't really have modern amenities, like it didn't have heating, it didn't have, like, it didn't have any central heating, it didn't have any air conditioning. It was just like a, a glorified cabin at this stage. And it had a reputation at this stage, even in the 70s, for being haunted, which wasn't a good thing back then. Now it brings in quite a bit of business for the Stanley Hotel, but back in the 70s, if you, you wouldn't go to a hotel that was haunted. Yeah, like if you're going to do 70s drugs, you don't want to do it in a place where you might see a ghost. Yeah, exactly. Like nowadays it's great if it's haunted because it brings in people. Like, and even even nowadays, I find that if, if a hotel is like haunted, it's only it's haunted. It's a little more expensive. It's only usually in specific rooms as well. 
it's like oh this room is haunted the rest of the hotel is fine so you know if you were a normal guest and you were weary of ghosts you could just be like oh this room isn't haunted oh okay you know what i mean but the stanley you hotel the is pretty much away from the haunted room is also very expensive i doubt it <laughs> the stanley hotel is pretty much haunted all over though people see things in nearly every single room or on each floor has its own separate thing but i'll go through some of the haunted places in the stanley hotel so we'll just go through them kind of room by room so the very first Sweet. one is the concert hall so the concert hall at the stanley hotel paul one of the well-known ghosts haunting the stanley was a jack of all trades around the hotel among his duties um, he used to enforce the 11 p.m curfew on the hotel uh, which could be why ghosts <laughs> Sorry, which could be why guests and workers here get out being uttered late at night. So this ghost is often trying to just get people out of the room. It kind of like shoves them out and pushes them and says like, get out and stuff like that. It's a ghost bouncer? Pretty much. But like there isn't a curfew anymore. There just used to be. The area is also a favorite spot of one of the hotel founders, Flora Stanley's ghost. And she has been known to play piano in this room. Ghostly pianist. People actually hear her playing the piano fairly regularly coming from that room. And a few other things that Paul does. So a construction worker reported that he felt Paul nudge him while he was sanding the floors. And a tour group, the Stanley Ghost Tour, had reported the flickering of flashlights for them. So they asked like Paul to turn their flashlights on and off. He would flick the flashlights. Another ghost... Would that freak you out? I don't know. See, I've seen ones of this on like, you know, paranormal shows where the flashlight will flick on and off. Like, they'll just leave it down. But it's one of those flashlights that's like... You know the ones you twist to turn on? Yeah, so if it rolls... Not even that, but they'll just twist it to the very cusp of it turning on. Oh, I know what yeah. you mean. So that there's just a bare bit of contact yeah. between yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah, And I don't... Like, I feel like that will flicker on its own anyway, you know? Yeah, you don't have to put much effort in. If it was like a proper flashlight with a switch and something was flicking the switch on it, you know that'd be more interesting that would be a lot more interesting um, but another ghost that's known to wander the concert hall is lucy who quite possibly <laughs> i just realized something actually well john paul and lucy no no it's all right i'll get to it in a minute <laughs> i know why you don't know this hotel now <laughs> <laughs> why it all makes sense i totally forgot okay i'll just keep going uh, another ghost known to wander the concert hall is Lucy, who quite possibly was a runaway or a homeless woman who found refuge in the hall, and she entertains the requests of ghost hunters, so she often communicates through the flashlights as well. Um, but the Stanley historians aren't quite sure about her pre-death connection to the hotel, so they're not sure if she actually died there or what she had to do with the hotel before she died. Oh, okay, so like she could have just been someone who was like died somewhere else and was like, you know what, there's a hotel for ghosts. Yeah. I'd love that movie. It'd be like Hotel for Dogs, but watchable. Man, I'm just going to get to it because I can't, I can't. So, the Stanley Hotel inspired Stephen King to write The Shining. (laughs) Okay. So, in 1974, Stephen King and his wife, Tabitha, spent a night in the room 217 while on vacation. Uh, 217 is the room that was destroyed by the gas explosion, by the way. So, it was rebuilt and they reckon that the maid that was in there is what actually haunts the building. Uh, but apparently the hotel, like I said, wasn't doing too well at that time. Like, the 70s was rough for the hotel. So, upon arrival, they discovered that they were the only overnight guests at the hotel. So, Stephen King himself said, The hotel staff were just getting ready to close for the season. We had found ourselves the only guests in the place, with all those long, empty corridors. He and his wife were served dinner in an empty dining hall accompanied by canned orchestral music. So it was just pre-recorded music was being played out for them, basically. 
Except for our table. I've had stuff like this happen to me. Yeah, yeah. Except for our table. All the chairs were up on the other tables. So the music is echoing down the hall. And I mean, it was like God had put me there to hear that and see those things. That night, King had a dream that would inspire him. I dreamed of my three-year-old son running through the corridors, looking back over his shoulder, wide-eyed screaming while he was being chased by a fire hose. I woke up with a tremendous jerk, sweating all over, within an inch of falling out of bed. I got up, lit a cigarette, sat down in a chair looking out the window at the Rockies, and by the time the cigarette was done, I had the bones of the book firmly set in my mind. So he came up with the concept of the Stanley, or sorry, the Shining from the Stanley Hotel. I can't I'll believe you didn't know point. that. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't believe you, you just haven't seen The Shining. It just dawned on I me actually, when I was in the middle of reading the air thing. Wait, Michael hasn't seen The Shining. <laughs> I was talking to my girlfriend about it last night. This isn't even a joke. This is just a funny coincidence. And she was like, we should watch The Shining. I was like, I'm going to watch it because people keep telling me I need to watch it. But it looks boring. <sighs> I don't know, man. I enjoy it, but I watched that movie. I watched so young. a bit of it, and I, <laughs> yeah, I watched a bit of it, and I was just like, I see what they're going for. <laughs> you should watch it, but like, man. I, would, <laughs> I was in a hotel with nobody else staying in it, and all that happened was the owner gave us a tray of like a slab of shots. Yeah, yeah, that'll happen. Um, it's happened to me before, stuff like that. But it's just like if you ever walk out of a hotel room at like three o'clock in the morning or anything like that, it's the same kind of vibe, really, isn't it? I think it's anywhere that's normally populated when it yeah. was empty. Like uh, we said before, when there was that big storm here and I was walking through the shopping center when it was closed and no one else was around, but they were still playing yeah. the music. It was the most unsettling thing It is very ever. unsettling. And that, that's pretty much the whole movie is, it's just unsettling. This is what inspired him to write this movie. Um, I remember hearing something different that he actually did have a ghost encounter, but I couldn't find an account of it anywhere online. So it must've just been something someone told me. But anyway, let's get back to the paranormal stuff because I, I just couldn't, I forgot that you didn't know all that stuff. <laughs> it's just something It does that, explain why I didn't get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, the next room is room 401. So more than a century ago, the entire fourth floor, so any room that starts with 40, whatever, that was all a an attic and it's where all the female employees, their children and the nannies stayed. So basically it's like where all the servants and the staff used to live in the hotel. Um, and I can't imagine what the living conditions, I can't imagine they were the best. Like I used to rent an apartment that was a really old building. And if you actually look at really old buildings from like 200 years ago, you'll notice that the windows get smaller as they go up the building. And that's because like- It's to make it look bigger. No, it's not. It's because the servants were always at the top of the building. So they didn't have big windows. So the, like the lower down you were on the floors, the more important you were. But I used to stay in an apartment that was in the very top of one of these buildings with these small little windows. And it was freezing up there. Like the bottom floor would be warm up in the top floor. It's so cold because it was just not insulated. Like it was just a badly built room because that's where the, you know, that's where the servants would have lived. So, well, it was converted in the Stanley Hotel to, to hotel rooms. So this is from room 401. Today's guests have reported that they'll hear children running around laughing, giggling and playing. Uh, plus there's a famous there's a famous closet that tends to open and shut on its own in this room. So there's a closet in the room that just opens and closes on its own. But people have reported hearing children's footsteps on a room above them. Like there's another floor, but that's the top floor. So it's like they're running on the ceiling. So like they're in the attic? 
I don't know if it's supposed, if it's like an echo of the sound or whatever, but they hear children running around upstairs even though they're on the top floor. We should stay there. I would love to. <laughs> it's so hard to get to though, <laughs> especially for us. But pretty much all of the rooms on the fourth floor are haunted. Um, like room two, four, sorry, four to eight. Guests have reported hearing footsteps above them, furniture moving. There's actually, like, it's physically impossible given the slope of the roof. Like, you can't, there couldn't be anyone outside even on the roof, you know? Yeah, like, it's not possible. Yeah. But apparently there is a specter that's seen in this room that stands at the corner of the bed that a few people have said they've seen, and it's just a cowboy. He just stands there and looks at you. I like that. (laughs) It's very strange, isn't it? (laughs) Like, what if you just start, like, giving him the eye? What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean. Just be Where's the rest of the... uh, Which one? Are you thinking of the village people? Where's the rest of the village people? (laughs) Yeah, so that's the rooms. The top floor is pretty much the most haunted floor. But the... Probably the most haunted place in the building is the staircase. From an architectural standpoint, the staircase between floors in the hotel's main guest house is really, really pretty. It's a really nice staircase, but the area has been dubbed the vortex. So a natural spiral of energy. It is also known as the rapid transit system for ghosts that are known to haunt the hotel. So I'm kind of thinking that there's something on the stairs that's causing all this activity. So people say it's like a a portal or whatever for ghosts to come and go. And that's the reason why the Stanley Hotel is so haunted. Because if you actually look at the history of the Stanley Hotel, it's not that bad. Like, there was the explosion, but, like, even then, that woman didn't die in that explosion. Like, it was a horrible injury, yeah, but she survived. And as far as it goes, like, it's, it's a good bit out of the way up in the Rocky Mountains. It's, like, 100 years old, which isn't really that old, and there was nothing there beforehand. There shouldn't really be that much Maybe stuff. Maybe it's some cursed land. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, the staircase is strange, man. There's something there about the staircase. There's a few pictures of apparitions and stuff on it, but I'll send them to you in a little bit. Sweet. Yeah, so one of the theories as to why the Stanley Hotel is haunted, because like I said, this place doesn't have an awful history. So one of the theories is, one of the theories that always comes up in America is that the hotel was built on native ground, like sacred native ground. I can't actually find anything to back this up. So, but it might be the case, you know. Or it could just be something like, why is there so many ghosts? I don't know, native ground. Yeah. Do you think they know? It was, do you ever see that episode of Simpsons with the haunted house? He's like, why didn't you tell me that there was Native American burial ground underneath? And he's like, oh, the sales guy told me he mentioned it like seven times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of the other theories that I've heard is that the ground beneath the hotel is rich in limestone and quartz, which could be like the it's absorbing all the energies and it's just really releasing them. You know, like how people say that you can charge your crystals and stuff like that. The only thing I know about quartz is like Steven Universe. Yeah. I do think I'm going to actually start looking into stuff like that because I have no interest in it, but apparently it's got like a really deep thing to like a deep base. I'm going to do that. All right. So I've sent you a picture there of some of the apparitions that have been seen. So the top one there is a figure that was seen on the staircase. If you take a look at the picture, it'll show you what the staircase looks like and what was seen on it. It kind of looks like a nun to me. I kind of see it. Yeah. There's definitely something yeah, there, right? The one, the the second one, I have no reason to believe is actually yeah, the a second ghost. one. I've seen a few pictures of that one, and it's um, hard to make out much detail. Like there should be more detail. Like I, that's just a woman looking out a window in a nightdress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that could be a ghost woman looking out a window in a nightdress. No, it's an angry woman because some creep is taking <laughs> pictures of her window while she's in a nightdress. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then there's the other one as well, where that that one was actually taken during a paranormal investigation, and they didn't see anybody there at the time. But it looks like there's somebody in like a pink shroud, nearly. Hmm. All right, so I'm gonna read out some of the stories that people who stayed there have had. Sweet. Some of these are weird. <laughs> some of them are just stupid, and some of them are pretty creepy. So a ghost kid at the end of my bed in the middle of the night. He had half it. a skull face and half a regular pale ghost face. That would freak me out. I, I would literally just kick it. Like, nobody can get mad at you if you wake up in the middle of the night and you kick the strange child that's crawling towards the bottom of your bed. Like. <laughs> uh, when we were staying there, my wife said that she didn't sleep well because there were children running in the hallway and the floor above us. We were staying on the top floor. <laughs> His wife is mental. <laughs> but she's not the only one who's heard that. Do you think the hotel just plays up to it and just keeps stuff, like, in the fucking drop ceiling? I don't ceiling? know, because there is, like, a lot of apparitions photographed and stuff. Like, they do the tours here, the paranormal tours. Plus, I've heard people actually go investigate in this place and find nothing as well, you know? So it's not like stuff is just constantly happening. That's, yeah. Although I suppose if you had stuff happen every time, people would really start, like, getting yeah, scientific. true. Um, there were definitely children in our room. Also, an older man with a mustache was lurking in the corner of our room in the middle of the night. I like to think that was the cowboy. <laughs> Just because of the mustache? Yeah. <laughs> Plus, it had to be the fourth floor. These are all, like, basically the fourth floor. This woman is from Loveland. Maybe she's a frog. I've had a, bo a water bottle thrown at me. Doors slammed. A small ball that rolled down a hallway on the fourth floor and had a little girl clearly say hello in the basement. I'd like to think it didn't happen in that order. Like, the child said hello and you went, didn't answer, so she, the child just fucked a bottle of water at her. <laughs> Rude bitch. Ignorant. Um, I was offered to buy flowers from a woman in the hallway dressed in 1900s clothes who disappeared. She was also from Loveland. Whoa, there's three Maybe people the in frogs are doing from Loveland. Four, four people from Loveland. Is it Loveland. near Loveland? No, no it's no, not. It it's fucking miles away. Um, my husband was at the Stanley with his family. They took a group photo standing in front of the railing. When the picture was developed, you could see the railing through their legs. What? I don't know what that means either. Like you could see it through them like they were ghosts? Or you could see it like through through the gap in their legs because one of those is spooky and one is just not <laughs> I'm gonna go with the first one <laughs> I just like that it's like oh my god I can see the pole through your legs stand up straighter and close your knees <laughs> <laughs> I stayed there for an educators conference hearing something like a remote control car in the room next door all night when we went to the front desk in the morning to complain they told us the room was empty we laugh at all I'd this, but if me and you had, like, if something like this happened to us, we'd be freaked out. I'd know, the remote control car one, I think I'd get more annoyed by it than anything else. Yeah, that would be fairly annoying. Kick down the door, steal it, and then play with it myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, other people have said they've heard the music in the ballroom and footsteps on the stairs. So there's a few of them saying they've heard the music in the ballroom. <laughs> Maybe they just don't like musicals. The furniture moving and stuff falling off is so true. And this very last one... A salesman tried to sell me a timeshare. <laughs> I don't think that's paranormal Terrifying. at all. <laughs> what if it was like the timeshare from 1920s? <laughs> we were at the fortune now. He wants $20 for it. <laughs> he wants $20 for the timeshare. I'll get to use it six days of the year <laughs> with eight months notice. Yeah, that's all I got for the Stanley Hotel. You should really check out The Shining Man. I, I, I 
totally forgot you hadn't seen The Shining. I'd seen bits of it. Like, I'd watched it to the point where I know exactly where this is going. I'm not going to watch anymore. I've seen The Simpsons parody. I don't need to watch it. Yeah, that, that's literally <laughs> it. I've seen The Simpsons parody and I've seen Ready Player One. What more do I need? <laughs> that's as good as. <laughs> Jack Nicholson doesn't have any, like, alcohol or television and goes mental. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. <laughs> But the Stanley Hotel is seriously and like, it's, I, I would love to go stay at the Stanley Hotel, even just for one night, because it's just so paranormal. It looks stereotypically it creepy. It is, but it kind of like, it was the first haunted hotel, you know? Like the first really popular. It's kind of like The Shining. It's one of those things that's been like referenced and ripped off so much that you know everything about it, even yeah, if you haven't exactly. heard of it. Um, but like even if you watch The Shining, like the music coming from the ballroom, a lot of the stuff is similar to what happens in the in the um, actual hotel. That's really cool. Yeah. I might actually watch The Shining. Go watch The Shining. <laughs> so that's everything we have for the Stanley Hotel. If you guys have ever been to the Stanley Hotel and have any stories of your own, send them into us at paranormalhotlinepodcast at gmail.com. You can support us as well on Patreon at Paranormal Hotline Podcast. If you have the change, if you don't, don't worry about it. You can always follow us on Spotify or rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to it. That also Uh, really, really helps us out. Bye. Bye.